And we need to march on the Capitol today. We are going to take our country back. We're coming for you, and we're going to have a good time doing it. Let's have trial by combat. You'll never take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength. We're going to walk down, and I'll be there with you to the Capitol. In two hours, this woman will be dead. We are now walking down the inaugural path to the Capitol building. has been breached. Five minutes since Capitol breach. President Trump to go on national television now and demand an end to this siege. At least one improvised explosive device has been found on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol. Repeatedly uh, being told by the uh, National Guard at the national level that we did not have authorization. We love you. You're very special. Our incredible journey is only just beginning. They're taking what you're saying to them, and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about everything we drop, because we're going to get tested on it. If, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's going to test us Kill the Mockingbird, Truth or Report, with Sean Chris and Sebastian Farr. I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right, up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. Yeah, you would have well, been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take you behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump, and that's a fact. Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, 
in a department store at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. And sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and wow. our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They're not going to stop before Election Day in November, and they're not going to stop after Election Day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Yeah, I found that pretty funny, too. It's like, I feel like a lot of these people have a pretty short-term memory. Like, to compare the two, like, 9-11 to what happened on January 6th, like, it's completely, like, childish or, like, playground insult-level uh, intellect, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Most definitely. That's what I was thinking. I was like, <clears throat> well, they're obviously playing games. You could see that because right away they compared the two protests, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Get to the quick news. Like, I don't know if you've seen, like, there was the last night, uh, they had the Vatican blackout. They had the power outage in Pakistan and Berlin. So yeah. And also Paris, too. Uh, I guess the Eiffel Tower went dark as well. Right. Um, it's uh, very, very coincidental that the power goes out in all three, four of these major places around the world, kind of around the same time period. And then we're getting kind of news. Um, I heard some rumors that. The Pope was arrested. I don't know how true that is. I think Lynn Wood tweeted or posted that on Parler, um, for what I saw, and Republican. You see tons of them, and they're the ones that have all the real power. Uh, you know, they always seem to vote together in a pretty solid block when it really comes uh, down to something important, like you know, the spending bill and stuff like that. Yeah, and then like, you know, I was so hyped about what happened. Remember, I hit you up like, oh man, the Capitol. I really want to talk about. Then so many other things like happened, like. That's why, like, the, the whole thing with Trump, like, and now he's officially off of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Apple, Google, YouTube, TikTok, Reddit, Snapchat, Shop, uh, Shopify or something like that. That's, like, selling product to shut down two of his stores. Yeah. Pinterest. And it's like, dang, man. Like, it's, it, and I know a lot of the people on the left are cheering it on, but I'm like, man, you know that means you're next, man. That means, like, you're next. And there's been mass purges of, like, a wide range of accounts across various so so social media platforms uh, in the past couple of days going along with this. So it's not just Trump, it's a bunch of people. Um, and it, it's funny when people are arguing like, oh, it's a private company, you know, the government's not infringing on uh, Donald Trump's free speech, but it's such a monopoly, um, especially in these kind of centralized social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and uh, IG falls under the Facebook umbrella. You know, it it is almost... Um, a wide enough audience and umbrella to like reach everyone that I think it is infringing on free speech for sure, especially when they deplatform from people from uh, such a popular uh, platform. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, especially, well, now, like, that's why it went even further. So, like, you're like, okay, dang, man, I didn't even think they could do all that. Then, uh, uh, what's it called? The, uh, Firefox or whatever that Mozilla they came out and they're saying like well we don't think that's enough they they think like deplatforming is not enough they think this is what they think is needed additional precision and specific actions must also be taken reveal who is paying for advertisements how much they are paying who is being targeted 
commitment to meaningful transparency of platform algorithms so we know how and what content is being uh, amplified to whom and associates impact man that's going to be such an easy deal for them that like once they know how uh like they can have total control of that they can sell you like all right well look you want like everything's going to go through them so you're going to have to buy to get your 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 elevated or go by the rules Yep, exactly. And you've kind of seen that too with the, the latest leverage from Google over Parler. They're trying to get them to, you know, start censoring their own platform. Otherwise, they're not going to be able to go through the, you know, the Apple Store or the Play Store market. And then even which worse. Is, um, well, which is pretty worrying. You know, that's, this is going yeah. beyond just censoring the president. This is going to like, you know, thought police, basically. Yeah. Well, even worse, it's a monopolization because look, how are you going to be able to attack your competitor? Like that's yep. their competitor, and then they're like, "Oh, we're not gonna help you." And they they use their influence so they could, cause they're they're already in the in crowd. But the thing is, like, yeah, and I heard Soros owns Parlor too. Like, I I think it's all like in in retro. It's just another mo- to push. Parlor is an ideal. I I don't really like it that much myself. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm on there, but I'm not really on there. But I'm just saying, like, what they're doing to me is all of this is just like basically uh. uh pushing that whole narrative the new war on domestic terrorists like that's yeah. the thing what we've been talking about like i've been like pushing this for a while and then with that the uh the nashville incident i was like man this is even more going to that narrative and then this is just lines up so perfectly how easily everybody just walked in how they let them walk in like it's so weird that they were walking through the ropes like you know <laughs> yep it's like there, I mean, there was people taking selfies with DC Capitol Police yeah. inside the halls of the Capitol building, like, and there's plenty of video you've seen like police letting people through after they kind of made it through in certain other areas. I guess I don't know. It's hard to tell because you know nothing's timestamped in all these videos. You can't tell what is going on at what time. Oh, I heard a lot of but, arguments, you know, about like all oh, the the different use of force. Well, first of all, if you saw where there was big crowds and big crowds of cops. The cops were fighting each other. They were both fighting each other, right? But then in some instances, I was like, well, of course they didn't fight them. I was like, when there's 50 and one cop, like, you think they're going to fight 50 people? No, they're going to run. Like, of course, right? You're going to wait until you get some backup. So I think, like, to me, it was all a setup. Like, how did you not? Okay, you've known about this for over a month and a half. And you did, and you had nothing there. Like you had just like very little security that seems set up. Like they wanted this to happen because then it pushes. Now all these legislation comes out and be like, oh, here we go, here we go. We got another one. And it seems like they had a lot of this stuff lined up as well. Like looking at the the dating on some of these bills that they're pushing through for domestic terrorism charge, uh, you know, legislation. Yeah, uh, here's uh, I I got this off Tucker because uh, I really like what Gren uh, Gren. Glenn Greenwald said, uh, we'll try to run through this real quick, see what the first he says. News. Just Go days after Donald Trump called for breaking up the big tech monopolies in order to preserve democracy, the big tech monopolies have silenced him. Twitter has just announced the sitting president has been banned permanently from the platform that is his primary means of public communication. Of course, they waited until the Democratic Party took power and they shut it down. They are in control now. Silicon Valley oligarchs are more powerful than the president of the United States, and they want you to know it. Everywhere, the assault on speech accelerates. Glenn Greenwald is an independent journalist, co-founder of The Intercept, now found on Substack. We're happy to have him on tonight. You are a long-standing civil libertarian. Glenn, thanks for joining us. Please assess what you're seeing now in the United States. 
Well, one thing I think that we're clearly seeing is the initiation of a new war on terror, which I don't say lightly. I say that because the Biden administration, what will be the Biden administration in about a week, is saying explicitly that they want, first of all, a new law to further criminalize domestic terrorism, even though every act that constitutes domestic terrorism is already criminalized. What they want to do is increase their power to monitor political groups, to infiltrate them, to criminalize activities that currently are not criminalized, nor should they be, whether it be advocacy of speech or other things. They're saying they want a new law, similar to the way that the 9-11 attack and the emotions surrounding it was instantly seized upon to institute a whole series of new laws that endure to this very day. Secondly, they are explicitly saying that they believe that domestic terrorism, so this war on terror is not going to be directed at foreign non-state actors or terrorist groups or foreign countries like China or Iran or Russia. It's going to be directed inward is the greatest threat to national security. And we've talked about this before, that this is what they're likely going to do because they have been focused for so long. Media outlets have, the Democratic Party has on Donald Trump and increasing fear levels about him. That's been the key to their profits and their power. What will happen once he's gone? The strategy has always been clear to inflate the risk of what they call white supremacist terrorism, which increasingly means nothing more than being a Trump supporter and then treating people in the United States who fall into that category the way you treat terrorists. You monitor them, you surveil them, you restrain them, you detain them. And this is what they're saying explicitly. And the Silicon Valley component of this is particularly menacing, Tucker, because these companies have greater power than any corporations in the history of the world, not just wealth, but the amount of data that they have on us and now the control that they exercise over our political discourse. A tiny handful of tech oligarchs are more powerful than any nation state. They determine what we can hear, what we can speak, what is true and what is false with zero accountability and zero transparency. They overwhelmingly do donated to the Democratic Party and support the Democratic Party, are part of that coalition. And Jennifer Palmieri, a top-level, long-term advisor to the Clintons, boasted on Twitter that the reason that Phil Facebook and Silicon Valley are now censoring the enemies of the Democratic Party is because they know the Democrats are now in control of the key committees and have to do their bidding. Yeah, I know that was a long clip, but he had a lot to unpack, and I, I thought he attacked everything. I'm, I think we should start, like, going into the whole, like, those... Uh those bills that we both like kind of it's crazy because you came up with one bill and I came up with the other. And I think that's yes. what we're, we're, we're going at is is we're going into this new phase. It's the war on drugs, then the war on terror. Now it's going to be the war on domestic terrorists like so. And then people yeah. think, well, that's good, right? Like we don't want those. But the thing is, the the term is very broad. It's pretty much whoever's the enemy of the state and wh whoever's against the agenda that they're trying to uh, push forward. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's tied to like such broad language. Like anyone who commits a hate crime is basically under the same, um, you know, label as a domestic terrorist to threats against the state or politicians or anything. So, I mean, it's kind of already been in place like that, but they're legislating to kind of expand and, um, normalize these, uh, levels of state power, I think. Yeah, more like kind of centralize it to where like, yeah, like, OK, you do this, you pass. It's going to be like a five point system or something. You got three points. You're in. You know what I mean? You're on this side. You're bad. You know what I mean? 
just to kind yeah, of easily I, divide it. It's just a, a a bigger power grab by the state, um, yeah. kind of having more leverage and control over the people. You saw this with the Patriot Act after 9-11, or the Unpatriot Act, as I like to call it. Um, you know, it's just a power grab, and they never release these powers because the war never ends. That's what I'm saying. And so, like, now everybody's riled up. They got people split because I've talked to both people. You know, people are split pretty much. I don't know about you if you talk to people – like so either people are like ah you know like are like kind of happy that people went into the capital and then there's the other people that are like like super like this is unbelievable the worst thing ever in America like what are we gonna do uh like just on this brink of like this uh action you know what I mean like this uh, level of threat to each other like it's really increasing like it started with the lockdowns and snitching on each other for the lockdowns and now it's become to like fear your neighbor. Yeah, it's it's escalating on both sides, you know, the the language. I feel like it's kind of more heightened on the left. Um, you know, they're saying like this is the worst thing that ever happened, like storming the Capitol. But there's been several times uh over even the past couple of years where uh AOC had a protest against uh um Pelosi and she had like fifty three people that were arrested during those and there was no talk of domestic terrorism or anything. No. You know. People, the people occupying uh, federal and state buildings is kind of a it's fairly frequent uh, tradition in I, in this country, I'd say. Well, like like uh, how I have uh, you know the article I pushed to you too. Like at the same time, like why this is going on, which has been going on for like eighty days or something like that, maybe longer, in uh, what Portland. They're trying to occupy police stations every night and uh, uh, courthouses every night. Which is like this. All I'm saying is be consistent. If you want them to go get like what you can't be like, oh, well, they're not my team. So I don't want them. You know what I mean? Like, do you what do you want? You can't be you can't have both ways. You can't be like, oh, we can uh, antagonize and do our thing and to get whatever we want. But nobody else can. Yeah, there's a lot of hypocrisy there, you know, especially like looking back at the the year that has passed. um, There was a ton of long-term violence over several months across dozens if not more cities uh, in this country and and we see one event and one day you know it it was the federal capitol building but i feel like it's kind of comparing apples to oranges a little bit but there needs to be equal uh kind of rhetoric for both sides you know it's very targeted on just the right well, to that. me, what it proves is that they think they're, they are our rulers because think about it. When people's businesses, your home, and all that shit was getting burnt yeah. down and, and getting smashed up, what happened? They were like, you know what? You got to deal with it. But now when it's on their doorstep, they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. When they're threatened, when yeah, they're yeah. seeing it happen yeah, to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't like this so much. I'm like, man. So, so like, even with that, so you had that uh, HR 3106, Domestic and International Terrorism, which pretty much funnels the terror what what blankets a terrorist the same thing of the domestic terrorist but like obviously with an american citizen and then the they're trying to do another one the hr 4192 confronting the threat to domestic terrorist acts and even the aclu had a statement on that one they were like in this letter to the u.s house uh judicial committee in the the aclu urged members to oppose hr 4192 Confronting the threat of domestic terrorist uh, terrorism acts by relieving and broadening domestic terrorism authorities 
HR 4192 would unnecessarily expand law enforcement authorities to target and discriminate against the very community Congress is seeking to protect the additional crimes, uh, criminal penalties and expansion of death penalties, et cetera, et cetera. So just like what you were saying, they know that like, dang, they're going to be able to, it's going to be like gang enhancement. They, they, they were able to do this with gang enhancement in, in like California and I think uh, maybe like New York and other states like that. So if you do a crime, uh, and you're in a gang, they're saying that, like, well, you're contributing to that game, almost like a racketeering charge. And what they do is they call it gang enhancement. So if you get a, do a crime and you're, it's only a year crime, you get plus 10. So, yeah. like, it's all about pe keeping people in prisons. And, like, people don't get that because right now they cheer it on, because just like they did with Alex Jones, you know, getting off uh, YouTube and all this. They're cheering all these people on, but they don't get it. You're next. <laughs> yeah. It really is. It's like as soon as you kind of break out of the, you know, establishment thought bubble, you will feel this hammer of censorship. But um, going back to that, it's also there in the language of some of those bills, they're linking it to social media and, you know, online groupings. So it's like you can be linked with people you don't you've never met. Yeah. If you have like the wrong sort of dialogue in those groups. So it's just something to be really aware of um, with what you're doing online i would say oh for sure like i think that like a lot of people just uh like everybody has their own perception of everything right so everybody sees something and then we try to uh broadcast onto people so now we're trying to put this whole thing of like oh well this happened this happened all i hear nowadays is like oh well what about this or what about that and we're never gonna end that and it's what drives me crazy is that we're fighting over these motherfuckers that don't even know our motherfucking names or these sides and we know damn well they're not going to pass any legislation that w is going to benefit us you know what i mean we're going to get crumbs yeah. again and we accept that on both sides regardless and we're still arguing and we're fighting each other again and what's going to happen who's going to get uh, uh uh penalized we are that's what i don't understand why people don't get like, it's not about red, blue, whatever side, because there's too many ideologies in the United States of America. This whole left, right is 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 not a real thing. You know what I mean? There's too many. Yeah, it's all theater, many. really. Yeah, and we buy it. Why do we keep playing this game? Like, are we going to play it forever? It's not about, like, storming shit or anything. I'm talking about, like, just, like, all right, enough is enough. Like, either don't pay attention to it and we just help each other, or we just go, like, uh, or we just accept. I don't know, man. <laughs> we keep playing this stupid game. It's like, why do we keep playing this stupid game when we all know? Yeah, I'd say, like, don't cut yourself off entirely from, like, the politics that's kind of the, you know, horse and pony show. Pay attention locally, especially, to yeah. uh, what's going on in your area. And maybe get involved if you really think, like, you be the change you see in the want to see in the world. Um that's asking a lot. I know. I would. I've always kind of. Yeah, but I'm saying you don't even have to want to do that, and I don't think I would. Um, and try to look for politicians that are not uh, like that. We need to start putting politicians that are not Republican or Democrat. We need new, f yeah. like something new. Who cares what a party is like? The DNC and G and the GOP are way too huge, man. They're like these huge money filtering schemes. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. It, they need to be broken up and ended. I feel like they kind of just, you know, play the game back and forth, and it's like all for show. I mean, Lindsey Graham was fist-bumping Kamala Harris a few days after the election, so there you go. Even though he was calling for, you know, uh, an audit of the vote or whatever. Yeah. Half-heartedly. But it's all a game. Like, behind the scenes, they're all buddies.
<laughs> oh, for sure. Like that's what like even what I would say when Trump was in office, I was that I was like Pelosi's talking all this about uh, Trump, but she's passing all his uh, legislation. It's been going on like it's always theater. Like we think we know what's going on because we heard a source, and now it's like so hard to really know because information's so diluted and so out everywhere. It's all over the place. You don't really know. Like I've heard like ten different types of theories on what happened at the Capitol. You know what I mean? And what I yep. say is this, man, why don't people break it down simple? Because obviously we still got to live in this country. Like people act like, oh, we're going to like just get rid of somebody. Like, I mean, that's the only choice is either get rid of the people or we're going to have to figure out a way to live together. Right. That's the only options. And people got to make it simple. And so what you do is you go, well, why were those people so angry? And they go, oh, because they're white supremacists. That's not why they're so angry. That's what people don't understand. People don't even understand that a lot of people that voted for Trump also voted for Obama. It's not about the politician. At this point, people don't know what to do because what else do you do? So voting doesn't work. It's not about a, 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 a corrupt election. You're just like, what do I do? It's back to the same old, same old, and nothing's going to change. Yeah. Um, I mean, always kind of the same policies have been going on for you know two decades now. We've been in ongoing foreign wars and, um, you know, the ongoing war on terror, the endless war, as they say. Um it's it's all hypocrisy you know they they argue over domestic policy but get along fine with anything that goes with the military industrial complex's uh agenda yeah and, and then what happened too and what, what why you see a lot of like um hostility towards each other too is because other uh, uh races in this country other cultures in this country have been treated shittier so then some of the other co now some of the people that were not as treated shitty are being treated shitty and the other people are like well shit man fuck you man i've been like that so you know what i'm saying so it causes even more conflict so of course they're not going to feel empathy for you if you've already if you're like i'm already dealing with worse shit than that you know what i mean so it's like hard to get people on the same level of like seeing that like we have the same common goal regardless of like this that we're, we're picking up are these things but we don't look at what like actually makes us more the same yeah that's true it's always about like uh our different topics and you know divide and conquer issues um instead of like finding common ground and working together where we can but um you know Exactly. Kind of like all, I find it ironic all, that we're it's supposed all theater anyway, so they're not gonna yeah. they never focus on those issues. You know, the media doesn't talk about it. They always focus on yeah, how often do you hear good stories in the news, you know, for example? <laughs> well, here's a perfect example because this is a perfect opportunity, right? They had that whole like uh uh what's it called? Uh back uh force the vote, the whole Jimmy Dore thing where he was forcing them, trying to force a Medicare for all vote. I was like, okay, it was a pretty good movement. He got people going. And AOC was like, you know, we can't because, you know, this, 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 and that. This is not the time. Because what he was saying is right now you have leverage. He's all 15 people, and you, we have 15 people in the Progressive uh, Caucus. If 15 people withhold their votes, Nancy Pelosi won't be speaker. So tell her if she does not force a vote for Medicare for all, then uh, you will not vote for her. And then, and then it was a big old thing on Twitter for like a few weeks. And guess what? They just voted for her and they were like, nah. And, and those people, and the thing that, that I said is like, look, I'm not for Medicare for all, right? But those people uh, voted, their constituents voted for them wanting Medicare for all. And we're hoping that they were going to push for that because that's what they advocated for when they were running, right? And then now right. they instantly got power and they had leverage and they refused to use it. Cause they're like, oh, I gotta worry about if I can, like, I gotta not make waves. No, you're you're not there to to be there for 40, 50 years. 
You're there to go fix what we got to get fixed, and that's the problem. And, and nobody wants to admit it, so they find other little loopholes like, oh, well, this is a problem. Like, like that. Of course, those are problems that are always going to exist. So they use these problems that are always going to exist so we can keep fighting over it, and nothing gets done. And they get to do yeah. their, get their job, have their health insurance, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I'm uh, I'd say pay attention to that space in the future, you know, who gets uh, committee appointments, uh, you know, from from that, uh, what's it called, the squad uh, at various points throughout the upcoming years. I think they, they sold out, you know, that Medicare for all vote would be too contentious. And it's I, I just think the Democrats are not really trying to fight that battle right now. Oh, yeah, they're not. Not at all. Like, uh, uh, I think that uh, they used it because they knew people would get behind it because it's helping people, it's providing Medicaid. You know what I mean? Like, in theory, it sounds good. My thing is just, like, why do I want the government to be in charge of another thing when they couldn't even do the other things good? Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're not, they've shown me that they're not capable. Like, that's why we got to figure shit out ourselves. Like, I keep telling people, like, it, we have no choice anymore. All their only options are 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 more uh, uh, authoritarianism. That's their only. That's all they had. They know. They're like, well, well, let's get more rules. Let's get, yeah. get have less privacy, because you know somebody did this. <laughs> I was like, well, first of all, why didn't you prepare? Why didn't you have the the, the National Guard, like I said, at the Capitol? Because in two thousand seven, when a bunch of uh, vets all protested the the uh, Iraq War, they had people all out there. You know what I'm saying? In every single protest. So that's what, to me, seems like something was done in per, uh, intentionally. There was something intentional. Yeah. And you've seen all the videos it, of gates opening for uh, protesters, doors open. Like, I would argue if I had a lawyer, like, if I didn't damage anything, be like, well, I didn't trespass because the door was open. Yeah. Um, there was a few instances uh, where the police kind of were letting people walk through and kind of... There was that one, did you see that clip where the, the officer was running up the stairs and there was, like, a crowd behind him, and he was kind of making a big show of, like, trying to stand up to them, but oh, he yeah. just kept running away, and it's like, these guys are... Yeah, I just felt like it was just... There was um, a lot of accusations now I'm hearing from articles on the, like, left-wing media yeah. um, saying there was a lot of cops involved with those, like, from out of state. Yeah, I've heard of them getting the, fired the or getting And there's suspended. investigations ongoing for that. I don't know. It's it feels it feels a lot like a setup just to justify this domestic terrorism thing. Yeah, you know? and, and and like I said, they're they're gonna use it on. They're not gonna just use it against like uh, right wing. They're gonna do it against left wing. Every every organization. Like that's why I keep telling people. I'm like, I don't know why the Trump people, the BLM people, the Antifa people, the militia people, anybody that's uh, like all these other groups that are trying to fight. Why are you guys not talking to each other and trying to uh uh figure out something because obviously you haven't realized that the people are the power that doesn't mean that you have to do everything you know what i mean you have to make some kind of alliances with each other obviously you don't have the same philosophies but you guys got to figure it out because if you don't then it's more rules that fucks everybody up that's it it's plain and simple nothing we could do about it like you know what i mean so we have to figure it out ourselves and that's why i don't understand why these leaders aren't reaching out to each other trying but i think it's just so like, people don't know how to, especially the younger generations, they don't know how to socialize as, as easily. So I think, like, you and some of the older people are too proud. So, like, there's nobody building the bridge. You know what I mean? Someone has to build the bridge. Someone has to take that, that 
And it has to be more than just one. You know, and people got to start building bridges regardless. Like, I see people all the time. They'd be, like, telling me this, this, and that. It don't matter, man. It's still we got to figure it out, right? Like, we can say, oh, well, this is that or this is that, right? But at this end of the day, what do you want to do? You want to make a decent living and have a house, have, you know what I mean, all your things together? It's me too. So the only way we're going to get there is if we figure out a way for these people to get their uh, boot off our neck and, and keep pushing. Yeah. It's, um, there's a lot of like, uh, you know, the hyper intensive, uh, you know, government overreach of like the COVID response is kind of a big, uh, connection with all of this too. And it comes mostly from, uh, blue States as you kind of see across the board, really. And that's what I mean. Like, what's the, uh, what's the point? Like what? You, you see the narrative, right? Like, everything I watched on all this, like, you know, like, we could breeze through some of these, like, we got the pilot that threatened to land the plane because people were chanting USA. Uh, you know what I mean? You got uh, the teachers that are changing the students' lessons and saying, like, hey, what about this and that? Like, I, I agree in some cases. Like, that's what I don't understand is because people go, oh, well, they think that you either thought this or you thought that. I'm like, that's not true because I said the same thing with every single protest that happened. There was uh, plenty of incidents when I seen cops uh, way out of line. Uh, 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 what's it called? Um, just killing uh, 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 protesters in the BLM uh, protest throughout this whole summer and all that. You know what I mean? Like, and the same thing. It, it was going both back and forth because you got to understand because people don't want to look at it as a human situation. You have all these elements that are going on. Like, even if I was in a crowd and I didn't want to be in a riot, right? But but say I was at a protest but, and things got out of control. Who's to say that I wouldn't get violent? Not because I'm trying to be violent because you don't know what's going on. So I think that we all paint this picture of like, oh, they're rioters or they're this on any side, right? Obviously, there's always going to be people that are going to be opportunists on all sides, like either whether they're Q people, Antifa people, whatever you want to call them, right? You know what I mean? It doesn't matter because people are going to be like, and just dumb people. Like, <laughs> there's just dumb people that are like, yeah, like, they just do dumb shit. Like, yeah, the saying goes is like a person is intelligent, but a crowd of people are very dumb. Yeah. And when you get caught up in that, that crowd environment um, and that mob mentality, it's very easy to get, you know, hyped up and make dumb decisions. Oh, for sure. And we see it all over um, both sides. I think we saw that plenty on January 6th. Um, you know, they kind of went with it. People were mobbing through the police lines, whether the police were letting them or not. Um, they were going with it because they just went with the crowd. Yeah. And, like... I mean, like, you saw... Did you see that one meme? It was, like, the old lady oh, yeah, uh, yeah. that made it inside of the, the Capitol building. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, which is... And, like I said, it was just weird. Like, they're... They shouldn't have been able to get in. And the reason they were is because they were let in. Like, Imagine obvi- spending, like, as much as we do on our military yeah. and our, you know... After 9-11. <laughs> defense. And Homeland then, Security. After 9-11. And then they just mobbed in in a one-hour period. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just seems like some suspect. And that's the thing that, that, that I know people are cheering, but I'm, I try to warn them, but they don't really listen. I'm like, you know they're coming after you guys next, meaning the other organizations, like my friends that are, like, you know, really against Trump. And they got, and I'm like, that's cool, but, like, watch, watch it, man, because once they unroll something, they're all not going to just use it on – they're going to use it on everybody. You know what I mean? That's not in the elite class. Yeah. They're, that's just any, how it goes. Any group – that forms that they see as a threat will be, you know, put under that domestic terrorism label. 
Oh, for sure. Here's like uh uh. What's it called? What do I got? I think I got a clip over here. Let me see if I can find. Let's play that uh, one you were talking about. Uh, what's this one? You know, can we just accept that the post 9-11 era is over? We are in a new era, right? We had a generational event with the, the you know, infiltration of the Capitol. And the era of the primary threats to the United States being external, right? Threats coming from abroad, from foreign terrorist organizations, from China, from Russia, they're still serious. But the single greatest national security threat right now is our internal division. Mm. It's the threat of domestic terrorism. It's that polarization that threatens our democracy. And we've had a visual representation of that two days ago. So to me, um, yes, I'm worried about external threats. But when the Biden administration comes in, I, I just I urge them and everyone else to understand that the greatest threat to us now is internal. And if we do not do that work, of trying to reconnect those two Americas, um, the threats are not going to have to come from outside. We're That's a uh, representative, Elisa Slothing uh, or whatever. She's a representative. She's pushing that. That's what I'm saying. They're pushing that whole same agenda. This is my point. Like people buy it because of their bias, and they go, yeah. "Oh, you know, like yeah, well, that guy is an asshole. There is white supremacy. There is white supremacists, but there's not as many as people think." Like, I remember in Cali, like, what was it, like, in Orange County? I think it was, like, seven years ago, maybe a little bit more. And they they tried to have a KKK rally up. There was more people out there than the people that came. There was, like, 10 KKK people or whatever, or whatever the hell the group was, right? And they just got beat up, and they left. And then I was like, there wasn't this, this presence. But what I think people are, are they're dividing us, and then the people don't see it. Like, the same, it's the same plan of Patriot Act. It's the same plan that after 9-11, it's the same push to, to pe keep people in fear of each other. I just don't get that part. Well, I mean, you're seeing a lot of the rhetoric out of the, you know, mainstream media and the left is, uh, you know, every person that broke into the Capitol yeah. building is a terrorist, you know, including some long-haired dude with a beard who smoked a blunt in, like, the main rotunda <laughs> building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but there's been this rhetoric even before January 6th where they were saying, you know, the hardcore Trump base are terrorists. They are domestic terrorists. This, the language has been used for a while now. Because you got to ask yourself, like, once they say they start rounding up Trump supporters and doing whatever they want, right, like, to them like that, like, and put in re whatever, right? Then when they're done with them, who do you think that you think it's going to stop? No, because now they built a machine. It's like the in military industrial complex. Once you started going to wars and building all these, investing, and now you have factories and the whole economy is based on uh, if you make uh, X amount of tanks or this many uh, ballistic missiles or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. We really uh, got to, like, you know, continue along just like the prison industrial complex, the war on drugs. You know, they seemingly make a lot of money, you know, on the back end of these deals across the board, uh, politicians to contractors to private businesses. It's uh, it's interesting for sure. But we see a lot of it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, and then, like, I think what we got to watch is that one that uh, in Washington, the Washington legislator, National Guard protest plan. I think that's going to be something. I think there's going to be, like, Proud Boys attending and uh, 
it's just like to me it's just a bunch of stupid shit like people people won't see it they're gonna always see their tribe no matter what like and the it's funny to me that people get more mad at me for not having a tribe and then people try to say things without knowing anything about you because that's all we know because they're so disconnected with themselves they didn't have to really interact with people like being in an older generation people had to really interact with people you had to go and be you it didn't matter who you were because if you didn't you were either getting your ass kicked <laughs> you know what i'm saying or or or, or they're gonna be like oh you're the friend and they're gonna pass you the blunt that's just how it went and people don't like respect all these things now they get in these little echo chambers especially this last past year of having people stuck at home and now they're only seeing like uh you know these certain posts or they see memes and you're like dude like first of all just think about when you see someone's relationship on on facebook all these social networks they could put as many pictures as they want and saying they're happy and this and that. You still don't know. Like we, we see these images online and this uh person this online personal uh personalities and we think that's the real person. And then we try to attack and then we get in stuck into these online personalities. And I think that now we're bringing these online personalities outdoors. And it's where you would be unreasonable without empathy, without understanding, without trying to unite or do anything. They're just like, oh, this is what I think and that's it. There's no open-mindedness, no, because you didn't have to adapt. You weren't forced to. But being in circles where you have to meet people or have to do things together because you have no choice, that's what we need to get back to. Yeah, exactly. I feel like there's a lot lost when there's not a face-to-face -face communication. Um, there's a lot of nuance of like reading other people's body language or facial expression. You lose a lot when it's just a, you know, text-to-text, -text, uh, digital uh, exchange of thoughts, you know. It, it becomes, you know, you can't detect sarcasm, you can't really detect humor online unless it's like very spelled out. So, and I think with 2020 and everyone being kind of socially distanced and isolated, uh, it's it's hyper partisan, uh, hyper partisanized everyone. For sure, for sure, man, it really did. But we'll, we'll see how it keeps progressing. I think there's been also people connecting. I mean, like even people like you plant a seed, you talk to people. They may not. Uh, agree with you at the moment but if you let them know that the door's open i think they'll always come back you know what i mean the door's open they'll come back and then at that time that's so that's what's up to us to adjust to other people and try to make it easier like be like it's not about thinking the same thing that's the problem is that people think they can force ideas onto each other and that's not how it works we just got to be acceptance of like okay look i accept this i accept that and and go down that you're a human and I'll help you. But other than that, we don't have to, like, agree on everything. We don't have to like the same sports team. We don't have to have the same religion. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I've gotten along with plenty of people that don't even speak the same language as me. You know what I mean? It's, it's easy to get along with people. Yeah, it is. More people have stuff in common than they have different. We're all, you know, human beings at the end of the day. Yeah. Let me see. I got a little, I got a little clip for you because I think that uh, to cheer you up, this is a good little... This is the end song, so I took a little clip of it because this cracks me up every time I hear it. So this is the new Joe Biden, uh, the Build Back, the hit song "Build Back Better." They got a whole song. It's like two minutes, man. It's pretty funny, man. It's not their song. It's a parody song, obviously. It's like, it's pretty funny though, man. I think that, like, I just hope that, like, we can start having conversations and dialogue. You know what I mean? 
like what me and you are doing. Like we don't agree on everything. We don't have like the like we have similar ideologies and even some people that follow my page like it's not about agreeing. Like it's about trying to learn. Like I'm learning every day. I don't know. Like you think I know everything? I don't know anything. Like none of us know anything. And I think the more we interact with each other, it more humanize each other because what i'm seeing a lot of on both sides is dehuman like dehumanizing each other like people were dehumanizing people during the blm protests and people are dehumanizing people during this so what they're doing is they're like oh it's okay if that happens to them like it doesn't matter and and it's hard to be the bigger person so i think like that's the hard part is figuring out who's going to build the bridge and i think yeah, that and censors- censorship's not going to help with any of that <laughs> oh, no. especially when you're having whole sways of ideological you know perspectives wiped from platforms on social media so we need less censorship if anything you know we need to actually be able to have these conversations and dialogue well like what we need to do too is you don't want that i don't think is you got to promote it man we got to start doing our own shit like you can get a mastodon server you could pay 9.99 a month you could tell all your family and friends and people you want to join you can have like you know your own little social network of just your people like, you can still check the news on other things, and then when you're on social media, you know it's going to be that inner circle. Like, I think we interact with a lot of people we don't know sometimes, and especially, like you said, you could take a text wrong easy, man. Like, sometimes people could be agreeing with you, and you're, like, jumping down their throat, and they're like, what? Like, it's because of how you take it, how you read it. Like, you didn't hear it. You didn't feel their interaction. Yep, Exactly. But I think, uh, like I said, uh, now we got the, a lot of the coronavirus is a little bit ramping up. Um, the capital uh, thing ho- kind of like took everything mainly. That was the main intention. Oh, someone calling. <laughs> What's the hey, you're one? back. You're back. Okay, cool. Yeah, like, you know, you got the... Now that... that what What is that whole thing about the China extends reach into the Caribbean? Uh, um, that's actually an older article. It's from 2019, but um, kind of goes along with the Belt and Road Initiative. But it kind of flew under the radar for me. I didn't know about this, and they're just like uh, offering a lot of like very low interest loans to various governments in the Caribbean. They've been doing this in Latin America and South America as well, and just kind of part of their uh, expansion onto the global stage and trying to influence the you know, the world as, as a whole. And they're being pretty effective with it. Um, I feel like it's kind of worrying them having that much access to parts of the world that are very close to us. Um, But I feel like they, they've kind of um, justified it because of our influence on Taiwan, which is right there on their doorstep as well. Yeah, for sure. I, and I think that uh, we got to pay attention to China, but most importantly, because what happens there is probably going to what's happened here. Like that whole Hong Kong national security law, the they said 53 former uh, opposition lawmakers, activists arrested, authorities accused them of plot to overthrow government. I think that the, that's the game plan, because like, think about it. That's the same thing they did with the Uyghur people. But uh, uh, America can't do that they can't go after a certain race. They can't go after, like, they could kind of, like, 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 
they go after the races, but like they gotta make it look like even though you know it, you know what I mean? Like it's all a show, you know. They like even international, when you go blow up a country, you can't just be like blow up a country. You gotta be like, Oh, I gotta go over there because this guy did a thing. You know what I mean? Like you gotta like make something up. So that's what they do. They try to like that's why yeah. like like in black neighborhoods They'll you go, see that it's you know, all fucked a power up. Vacuum. We need to stabilize the region and install a friendly government. Yeah, that's they take out like neo-colonialist line at this point. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's what people don't see. I was like, dude, they're attacking American citizens all the time. Like, it might not be a physical attack, but you attack the economy. You do something to that little economy of that city, that town. Like, that's the whole reason things happen. Like, they don't want anything bigger than what they have because they are the corporation. That's the fight. It's not like people always want to say communist, socialist. It's not about that to me. Me personally. I think it's about corporatism, like, cause that's everything that everything's like, okay, yeah, corp, like, you know what I mean? Make money. It's cause there's so much, only so much money you can make, you know, it's about control and, uh, land owning land. And how are we going to dictate how people should live? This is what I think. This is the future. This is, you know what I mean? Pushing these agendas because now they have nothing else. Yeah. And we're the new play um, definitely. But I feel like tied to it, there's a lot of, you know, connections between, the corporate establishment, the super corporations, and various world governments. You kind of see that with the Chinese. You see it with our government. Um, the one thing that I don't think I found the article for in time, I was trying to look for it. I saw like a screenshot of it, but was um, the Communist Party of China, is, you know, through proxy corporations, is buying up land in Oklahoma, like oh, big wow. ranches out there for like two to three times the actual value. So that was another crazy story I wanted to add. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think, it, but, like, again, it's, like, just because in China, too, it's the same thing, you know, like, they have a lower class and a middle class, and and, and the, I think they're going to be, like, you can be in the middle class if, and I think that's what their model, because China has the perfect model, like, for if you're, <laughs> if you're into uh, authoritarianism, like, China's perfect. Huh. Like, that's, like, the perfect system because you're, like, yeah, the people just kind of keep themselves in check because we have a social credit score, so people rat on each other. People, like, you know, give – I don't know how they do it exactly. I think – I know that if you get a ticket, that tallies it. Anything that has to do with the government obviously is going to tally it, but then there's ways that neighbors can call cops on you and things like that and kind of dink your score. And, like, they show them. They have a billboard of the top and the worst. <laughs> like, they, they – they, so so they shame people. So people are shamed. So they're like, oh, look at you, you with your... So they perceive them right away. They have a low credit score, right? So they go, oh, look at this guy with his low credit score. He's always doing nothing up to no good. You know what I mean? They don't know why. And they already have... And that's what's going to be. And then they're training us with this cancel culture. And people are already like... They're right on board. Like, it's, it's hard to... I don't know how to derail some of these people because, like, they just can't see it. And it sucks because a lot of them have good intentions. Yeah, um, there was a couple stories. I think we had one of them in there was, uh, you know, a family member of some people that were in the Capitol building were reported, you know, by a relative because they recognized them off, like, the news or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then, the you know, the FBI was putting out uh, these images of people they wanted information on. And it's like, uh, we were already seeing people in, within families snitching on each other to the state. So it's pretty worrying. But I will say, man, conservatives were 
like not worried about when they were snatching people up in Portland with, with non-marked oh, yeah. vehicles. And I was like, dude, that is like, and they were like, yeah, they were cheering it on. And I was like, do not cheer that on, man. It's the same thing. <laughs> and like, it's like, dude, these are things that you don't cheer on, man. I don't care if that's not your tribe or not, man. That's going to be used against all of us. And unfortunately, people fall into those traps sometimes. Cause it gets yeah, when it favors their side, yeah. one way or the other, kind of cheering on an increased police state is always a yike situation, really. Especially this year, you know, people were really battling, like, online and in person. Like, people were really putting their, like, you know, this was a pretty, like, intense election. Like, people were, like, not just proud, but people, it was, like, in your face, like, who who you were voting for a lot of times, you know, and people had conflict. So I think these constant conflicts dragged over. So when you get a little victory, you just take it, you know? You're like, oh, yeah, I got one. Even though you don't realize yeah. that it, it's going to inflict you as well, but you just took it because you're like, finally, I got one. You know what I mean? And that's what that's why I try to warn people. I was like, man, that's why it doesn't matter. Like, you should be negotiating with those people because obviously their group, the groups are what matters, you know what I mean? Because obviously people want to be in tribes like, in a perfect world, I wish we didn't have to be into this tribalism mentality, but it seems like we've fallen right back into it, you know? Like, wherever you lie. And it, for some of us, we're just kind of like all up. Like, for me, I don't, I don't even know where I land, man. Honestly, like, <laughs> I don't really have a tribe, man. I'm just like humans, I guess. But yeah, I think it's better to be kind of uh, Ronin, you know, just repping yourself. You don't have any masters. Yeah. Um, that's, I feel like that personally is what I want for myself. As much as possible. There's always a lot of uh, obstacles in modern life like that stand in your way for that. But I, I'd rather not be tagged in with other groups personally. Just uh, it seems like there's a lot of risk with that these days. <laughs> well, plus, like, because I'm like, I can't be in a group because I'm going to say one group think believes every single thing that I it's impossible like I have my own ideology that's maybe similar to people's but there's certain things that I would I disagree with people and, right. and it's never going to be full like this whole like oh yeah well you believe a couple like no nah, man we just got to vote for what's going to be beneficial and the smart that the, we got to start thinking of smart ideas how to fix the economy instead of just hoping that we vote somebody in that hopefully he knows even though he didn't say anything about the economy the whole time, you know what I mean? Like, we have to be more educated. It's on us. Like, we're voting these people in. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, Biden did say stuff on... Are you talking about Biden, right? Biden? No, I'm just saying in general, all, like, all oh, politicians. Okay. I'm saying, yeah. like, it's every... like... For me, it's like, at this point, we need to have some a conversation about opening up the economy, uh, at, you know, entirely, I think, but... Well, now where they want to do more masking, the new variant... The new oh uh, the lockdowns are just gonna get more stringent. Oh, yeah. They're seeing that already. And then they get to push out a lot of the facial recognition even more with this domestic terrorist thing. That's why, like, if yep. you see, like, Alex Jones is pissed. He's pissed at people. Like, and I understand his point because I do agree. Like, it's more powerful standing on the steps of the Capitol than going in. It's more powerful unless you're actually gonna invade. You know what I mean? Like, it's more powerful because you're just trying to send a message. But I think that the people that got in were a mix of, like, people that were just, like, too far gone, uh, instigators that were, you know what I mean, trying to make trouble, and then just, like, some regular-ass Joes that were just, like, yeah, like, and drunk, people drunk. That's what I think. Because I'm sure there was a lot of drinking going on in there. Yeah, there's always that potential. Um, 
there's definitely quite a few that were swept up with the the crowd. Yeah. And I mean, I think I even saw like there was uh one or two confirmed Antifa characters that were there as they one of them said that he was observing, but from some of the video footage I saw, I was kind of instigating some stuff as well. So there was a there's a mixed crowd, that's for sure. There's quite a few yeah. different actors there. And, and it's just like I said, it just was very very peculiar, man. Like we've never seen that. And I know they want to compare it to the the BLM protest, but I'm comparing it to every single protest. Like I said, the 2007 protest where the vets, the same thing, they had force. It's like, it doesn't make sense when you know that there's going to be at least 100,000 people or more. And and you know that they're pissed off because you know all this. So, like, you're telling me that we're that, then we're fucked. Because, like, if we can't get that part together... Then I don't know how we go forward because if you can't do a simple thing like, hey, just make sure they don't get in. Like, they can do that at concerts. Like, concerts make yeah. sure that people don't climb on speakers. Like, come on, man. You could easily. And if you had people standing out there, they're not going to go in. What you did was the people were kind of riled up, and then you let them in, and then knuckleheads will be knuckleheads. And it yeah. was just a funny, like, and it was just so fitting, man. I, I thought it was funny. Like that's why I think I I trip out. I did too. I was laughing, dude. I was I was laughing. Until I, I heard about that much like, in a while. Um, is once they got in, they didn't know what to do. You know, they're yeah. going in and just taking selfies and you know f- for the photo op at that point. Um, I think there was. I've heard some stories that there were some people in there that actually were seizing people's uh, their senators and representatives' laptops and stuff. But I'm not sure how. Uh, realistic that that uh, narrative is well my friend it looks like unfortunately because i don't know why other people other people could get that like they, they don't let us go more than an hour that other people get the four hour limit but i don't know why we don't but um everybody thanks for uh tuning in uh we'll be back next sunday 5 p.m pacific 8 p- uh, p.m eastern i'm sean chris sebastian far this is uh kill the mockingbird truth report peace out y'all i